the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. Break every chain. Compulsive behaviors and addictions have long been a pandemic in our society. People are in bondage to alcohol, drugs, pornography, codependent relationships, and more. If you or a loved one is stuck in the cycle of shame, guilt, and continued destructive behavior, keep listening. God wants everyone to walk out of the darkness and into His marvelous light. Recovery Radio Houston with Pastor John Allworth starts now. Good afternoon, Southeast Texas, and what a wonderful thing it is. What a truly magnificent, marvelous, extraordinary God we serve to walk into his marvelous light out of that darkness. Uh, I have with me my good friend and a fellow warrior in the kingdom, Philip Vaughn, who is the vice president of operations at the Open Door Mission, a place near and dear to my heart. And uh, how are you today, Philip? Good afternoon, John. I'm doing great. Great to be here. Well, it's good to have you back on the radio. It's been a while as we were just yes, talking about it. Yes, it has. Yeah. Well, let's open in prayer. Father God, we just come to you today with such gratitude uh, in our hearts. You are such a loving, magnificent God. And I just, I thank you for never giving up on us and uh, being there always, just waiting to embrace us with open arms, like the father in the in the story of the prodigal son. That's who you are, and you're a wonderful, magnificent, loving God. And I thank you for your forgiveness. Father, I just... I just ask that you touch the hearts and minds of everybody out there that's struggling with any kind of stronghold, whether it's addiction to alcohol or drugs or whatever they may be dealing with. Father, I just ask that you touch them right now and lead them to a faith-based recovery place or Bible-based church, whatever it is that that you put in front of them that that you're going to save their lives, Father. We just thank you for that in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. All right, Philip. So. Okay, well, the Open Door Mission is one of my favorite places in, in, in uh, this city. Uh, you know, one of the advantages of doing this radio show is that I get to talk to people that are doing kingdom work out there, and it's it's really a joy. It's really uplifting. And the purpose of this radio show is to give people hope because there's hope. And uh, we talk about a pandemic, and there's a vaccine for this pandemic of addiction, and his name is Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Amen. And uh, so, anyway, I full disclosure, folks, I'm uh, recently uh, become a mem- board member of the Open Door Mission. So, as I said, I think it is an incredible program. I've interviewed people that have um, been through the program, and uh, it is a faith-based program. And it is my belief that if someone really wants to not just get sober, but really wants to be restored, really wants what God wants for them, and to uh, resume the the purpose in life that God had for him, that a faith-based recovery center is 
is the way to go. And I think our guest today is going to demonstrate that. Because one of the things that's cool about Philip, who who works there, and one of the things that's cool about the Open Door Mission family is that Philip is a graduate of the mission. So, Amen. Yeah. Uh, so let's go through a little bit um, of your your story, and because I think it, it helps people to understand that there's always hope. There's always hope. Jesus is never going to give up on us. And no matter how where you've been, what you've done, he he's out there. He's got he's got restoration for you. He's got forgiveness. And not just I'm not just talking to people here on in the air that are struggling with addiction, but they know somebody that is absolutely. And yeah, they, it's touched all of us. It has. It's you know their parents or their children or their brother or sister, coworkers, people they love, people they care about. And so we want them to know there's hope. Uh, so we're going to give you. We're going to do a couple things. We're going to go through a little bit through Philip's story. Then we're going to tell you about what the Open Door Mission does. Uh, and how they approach uh, the process of of recovery and restoration. And uh, then we're going to give you some resources, ways you can either get involved to help or numbers and and places you can reach out to get help yourself for you or somebody you love. So, Philip, um, tell us about you. Where'd you grow up? Well, I was born in Florida and uh, moved to Michigan when I was about 18 years old and started my my uh, training and to become a great alcoholic, and I became a great alcoholic. And uh, you know, I was uh, I battled full blown alcoholism for probably thirty years, John, before you know something really drastic happened in my life, and we know what that is. Yeah, but I fought for fifteen years where I said I need to do something about this, and I went to probably seven or eight different thirty day programs, forty five day programs that were evidence-based and it was just long enough to get cleaned up and start feeling really good just so you could get out and have your will come back and say, okay, I can handle this again. And then three months later, you're right back in the same ball game. Well, yeah, people that have uh, listened to this program know that uh, my mom's story really touched me and really had a lot of influence on God uses everything and a lot of influence on my own recovery because um, she got really i'm not gonna go into the whole story but the first time that she went into rehab it really what happened to her really scared her and she stayed sober for a couple of years but then she ended up going to eight rehabs and we never got her sober for more than 60 days after that so that number always resonates with me but let me ask you this when, how old were you when you took your first drink oh probably 12 12 wow. or 13 or so something yeah. like that but, well you know i can remember my father being out fishing with my dad when I was a little, little boy. And, you know, it's hot in Florida. And, yeah. Dad, I'm thirsty. All right, well, take a drink of this, but don't tell your mom. Yeah. <laughs> well, my mom did the same for me. We'd be at the beach or something, and it's, you know, really, really hot. And, I, of course, I didn't I didn't like it then, but, you know, you're parched. So you, you, so you take a drink, yeah. So, But the first time that I ever got um, inebriated or, uh, I hate this word, but a, a quote-unquote buzz, I was about twelve or thirteen, you know. Uh, some a friend of mine's parents were out of town, and his poor elderly grandmother was quote unquote watching us and wasn't paying much attention. We somehow got into the liquor cabinet, and and uh, I don't remember the exact age, but Tony B and I have a little deal going where the average age we think the average of our guests is about fourteen, 
So you and I were overachievers in this department. <laughs> <laughs> that that <laughs> club we didn't want to belong <laughs> no to. No kidding, man. No kidding. Set us off on a bad, bad road. So well, you know, I started actively drinking, I mean, on a regular basis, probably 16 years old. That's about know? when I did, too. Yeah. And, you know, because I was, back then, I was really heavily into music, and I was playing in a lot of different bands and playing with guys that were much older than me that, right. you know, and I was, I kind of set into a lifestyle and... You know, I was, it just, it got worse and worse. And to the point where even my career, my career path was to the, you know, I did a lot of entertaining, did a lot of, uh, you know, taking clients out and entertaining clients and things like that. And it was almost part of the job back then, you know, and it just fed into my alcoholism. uh, You know, exactly. Well, most addiction starts relatively innocently. I mean, for me, when I happened to grow up in Texas, the drinking age was 18, I lived in a college town, so when we got about 16, we could find people that we knew that could buy us alcohol, and we, we, there was a one liquor store that was like, oh, gosh, talk about dangerous, 21 miles away, and this guy would sell liquor to anybody, you know, and uh, and so we'd drive over to this little town called Ben Bolt, and uh, the guy's long gone now, so of course, somebody needed to stop him a long time ago, but you know, walked in there, we were going to go to high school function, a prom, or whatever it was, and you'd buy southern comfort i mean it's not like it's evil you don't start out i'm gonna be an alcoholic i'm gonna be a drug addict you know you're just experimenting so parents watch children at a very young age you'd be surprised absolutely yeah absolutely well you get that taste for it and and you certain and you soon learn that it's an easy way to make you fit in right and so many so many people are lonely today you know you talk about a lot about how people are always recovering from something yeah, it may not be drugs and alcohol, but somebody, you know, there's an internal struggle going on with a lot of people, and and we find that most dual diagnoses with mental illness and and substance abuse can really be traced back to something in your adolescence that early, some sort of a trauma, early childhood trauma. Yes, yeah. and it's certainly true in my 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 case, mine as well, and so many. So let's talk about. Uh, something else so we can get onto the mission uh, but I want to focus on something you said you went to seven or eight treatment facilities and you and I both believe we've become good friends and we both believe in what's quote unquote secular recovery I mean that's a that's something important in the toolbox yes but it's, absolutely but it's not the same as when you combine it with faith-based recovery you know that's the that's the thing that makes the difference in the world for me and and a lot of people that we serve at, at open door is that you know, we combine a holistic approach. It's evidence and faith-based approach. Amen. And combining, you know, cognitive behavioral therapy and smart recovery and celebrate recovery and boundaries and, and learning lessons and doing all of these things combined with a relationship with a God of your understanding that the omnipotent God that helps us all and discovering Jesus Christ. That's what did it for me. Because yeah. all of those rehabs that I went to, John, nothing was faith-based. I was agnostic. I had no belief. But after 30-plus years of heavy drinking, I had lost hope. Wow. And I came into that open-door mission knowing that it was a six- to seven- to nine-month program because it's based on your progress, not on a specific time. And I'd lost hope. But I, when I was in there, I was given hope with that relationship and with Jesus Christ. And that's the only place that really can come from. That's it. You know, I was when I went into rehab, I was going to go to a place for quote-unquote professionals 
and something got in the way and somebody gave me a different phone number and I called and and uh, this number again eight I don't know there's something about it that God has used in my life uh, the guy said he never got sober he went to eight rehabs until he went to a faith-based rehab which is exactly what you just described yeah so I knew right then you know I, I was a lucky one or not a lucky a blessed one because right. God touched my heart right then he'd used what happened with my mom and and that resonated, and I knew right then I was coming home. And I I, I believe I never used again after that. I never drank again after that. I, I believe that that God delivered me on the spot. Now, you know, we have a saying in recovery: without God, uh, I can't. But without me, God won't. I'm not saying that you don't have to keep working. <laughs> don't go, don't get me wrong. Recovery is hard work. Well, we uh, talk we talk about that at the mission quite a bit. Is that you know. God can show you what the shovel is, and he can show you where the dirt is, but he's not going to dig that hole for you. Yeah, it's a, it's a partnership. <laughs> you know, absolutely. It, it really is. Let's talk a little bit about what the mission does, because it's such an extraordinary program. Uh, you know, I, it's, uh, I'm familiar with uh, with some good programs, faith-based programs, but I don't think I've ever seen one anywhere in the United States that combines the all the elements uh, of, as you just said, cognitive recovery, twelve-step uh, recovery, uh, education. Anyway, let me let you explain. I'll, I'll tell us about all the programs that are available at the Open Door Mission. You know, the great thing about the Open Door Mission is that the the guys that are in our program have an opportunity to start every day with praise and worship. That's the first Amen. thing we do. Amen. And talk about a wonderful way to get your mind right. You know, yes. to get to the day. And after that praise and worship, they obviously have breakfast. And then our first class is 9 o'clock. And those guys are busy until about 7 o'clock at night. And those classes that they're taking are combining our a complete holistic approach. We have faith-based classes. We have evidence-based classes. We do smart recovery. We do cost-benefit analysis. We give you such an array of things, but it's all rooted in that faith in having a faith-based organization like that that caters to, that lets you know that there is hope out there. There is hope, and he's going to help you make that happen. And, folks, I want you to know this is world-class recovery. There's counselors. There's there's uh, job training. There's teaching resumes. It's practical, but it's also spiritual because recovery at its root is a spiritual awakening. And the thing about it, folks, is, these, you know, I don't know what Betty Ford or someplace like that costs today, $50,000 for a 30-day stay, and they'll welcome you right back 90 days when you relapse. This is free. Absolutely <laughs> this free. This is free, and they don't take any government money. It's it's through it's through people's contributions, through board members and other people in the public. So if somebody wanted to um, get involved in the Open Door Mission, um, how, how would they go about it? What is their website? Yes, uh, opendoorhouston.org. You can go to that website, and it will give you all of the information for admission requirements. Obviously, with what's going on with the pandemic right now, we want people to come in and with a negative COVID test because we have a protected community, and we want to keep it that way. But, uh, you know, the, you have to make an appointment. You come in. We'll do a screening on you, make sure everything's good, make sure you're ready to commit to six months, seven months, nine months, however long it takes. And we take you in and start loving on you immediately. Uh, folks, you know, people resist this kind of thing because they say, um, well, I can't I can't possibly spend that much time. But this program takes in men that are addicted, men that are homeless. And, you know, so many of us spend, as you just said earlier, a 30-year career, 30 years developing this addiction. 
and you can change your life. Jesus Christ can transform your life in six months. It's nothing in the overall school to, to have a brand new life. Let's say you're 40, 50 years old. Well, you've got another 30, 40 years of living. Do you want to live it where you're, of course, it'll be a lot, probably a lot less. Do you want to live it, uh, you know, unbondage where the enemy's got you? I mean, I know it's difficult. It really is. It's difficult to take the plunge. But when you do, it'll be the best thing you've ever done in your life or, or if, if somebody that you love does it it'll be the best thing and so can people that are listening to this program but think this is something that they'd really like you know because god every each and every one of us has a ministry and and that ministry is you know we're called to do a couple things we're called to to love our lord our god with all our heart mind strength and soul and we're called to love our neighbor as ourselves we're called to to preach the gospel to all creation and we're called to make disciples of all nations and we're called to imitate christ so if you're going to imitate Christ, you got to serve people. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, so. Like the old Bob Dylan song, we all got to serve somebody. <laughs> we got to serve somebody. And yeah. Jesus Christ, you know, he came and said, he came to be a servant. This, uh, Mark 10, 45, the son of man did not come to be served, but came to be the servant of all and to the point that he gave down his gave his life. So if you want to get involved and help, you can also go to that website. Give it again, please. Absolutely. It's opendoorhouston.org. And, you know, we always have volunteers that are that come out and tutor the men, mentor the men, things of that sort. Right. We have organizations that come out and, and plan meals, and they work around our, our yard and our gardens and things of that sort. And, you know, it's the, the recovery community, people that have a heart for what we're doing. It is, it's through them, their time, the charitable foundations, the board, our private donations – All these people are involved with us because they have a heart. And the reason they have that heart is because either themselves or somebody they know has been through this. And they know what's going on. And they know the work we're doing there. We take these – we take men in that have lost hope like myself. Right. And we not only give them hope, but we help them obtain their GED. We help them study for it. We can test right there. We're a testing site. We do career education. We help them write resumes. We help them to get a job. We help them move into transitional living right on our facility or one of our sober living partners that have homes. So we take a guy who may be under a bridge today, and nine months from now, he's got a job, he's got his GED, and he's got a relationship with Christ. How much better could it get than that? that? That's <laughs> extraordinary. It really is. That, that's why I love this program, folks. I mean, it, it is truly extraordinary. You know, if you want to get involved, one way you can get involved, I, I'll tell you this, is is uh, we have a church plant in uh, in the Heights, and, and Philip's been attending our church, and, and we're slowly growing. It's a difficult time in the middle of a pandemic to start a church, but, but it's at 240 West 18th Street. We, we worship on Sunday nights. Sunday nights in the Heights, we wanted to give people an opportunity to come see us we're a bible-based non-denominational spirit-filled church but we're also a recovery church because as philip alluded to earlier everyone's recovering from something whether it's addiction or anger or uh, divorce or relationship issues or dissatisfaction come worship with us you know come find a personal relationship with jesus christ and the added benefit is we're an outreach church. We're involved in programs like the Open Door Mission. We're involved in, in other programs, that, uh, the programs for women like uh, 
I'm going to have on here before too long a couple of guests that run women's facilities. And so, uh, you know, we're involved in these things. We have our Break Every Chain ministry, which meets every Friday night at 901 Wilson Road. So we're doing what Jesus Jesus said that uh, he came to seek and save the lost. And that's what our church is about, a deeper walk with Christ and also reaching out in the community. That's why we're forming these relationships. And the reason, Philip, is, and I know you share this with me, is God has been so very, very, very good to me that, uh, I mean, you know, too much is given, much is expected. And it's it's just extraordinary that what he does in our lives when we're open to it. You know, Philip, I wanted to cover something else with you. A lot of people have a little problem with the 12 steps, but I think you and I both had a different experience of the 12 steps. People in the, in the faith-based community, because, because of words like God of my understanding and things of that, do you think the, the 12 steps helped you in, in your spiritual awakening? Oh, my goodness, yes. And explain that to us. I had been going to AA for 15 years, Yeah, and I knew and still know that big book like the back of my hand. When I came to Open Door and became willing and started to develop that relationship with Jesus Christ, and I started reading the Bible, it was like reading a mirror of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. Isn't that amazing? Because I start reading passages and I say, oh my goodness, that's where they got it from. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's right there. And you know, a lot of people don't understand or maybe not know, but the Oxford group, Right was where the twelve steps came from, and the Oxford Oxford group was a Christian organization. Absolutely, every one of these steps can go right to the Bible, and we can show you the verses. And I know you're working on that right now, and well, we can show you where it's coming from. Yeah, you know, a lot of people, a lot of Christians, their eyes glaze over when they hear twelve steps. But the truth of the matter is, and I sent you, I don't know if you had a chance to open it. I did. Yeah, an eight-page deal where each of these 12 steps, I've got three or four Bible verses. The reason they're magical is not because there's something about, well, 12 is a pretty cool number with the disciples and all that. But right. but the reason they're magical is not because of because of AA or anything. The reason they're magical is they are biblical principles. <laughs> they are biblical principles. Surrendering your life to God, realizing that there's there's somebody that can restore you to sanity, making amends with your brother, taking a careful look at your life and, and your character defects, you know, continuing spreading, doing good work and trying to take the message of the gospel of peace and love to other people. That's what these principles are. And, 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 and they're wonderful. And that's, again, you know, uh, when I met Tommy, Tommy Thompson's the uh, CEO, your boss, right. and a great man, a gr- good friend of mine, uh, y- you know, um, what he talked about was how at the Open Door Mission, you guys use every tool in the toolbox because you never know what's what somebody's going to resonate with somebody. That's true. Yeah. And that's why I love the holistic approach because yeah. there's so many things there that are evidence-based and faith-based, rooted in that faith. And I think both are so important. Absolutely. You know, God, of course, can deliver anybody anytime, anywhere. But he also gives us wisdom and tools and learning and teaching and, you know, experience and all these things. So why not use it all? But I love the way you said that earlier, though. Takes a man who's living under a bridge, has an addiction problem, maybe a, even a, a, some mental is, issues, because if you're addicted and you're living under a bridge, it's going to be a tough life. And nine months later, he's out being a tax-paying, working, productive citizen. And folks, if you don't believe it, go back and look, listen to some of our podcasts. I've interviewed, I don't know, 10, 15 graduates of the Open Door Mission who, are, who were under that bridge and are leading productive lives. Well, you know, I take it like, look at it like this, 30% roughly – 
of our staff, including executive staff, including me, are graduates of Open Door Mission. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You know, that, that 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 is absolutely amazing in a true testament. By the way, let me give this number out. If someone would like to call the admissions office between, I guess, 9 and 5 sure. uh, to talk about, uh, you can go to the website. Give us the website again. It is opendoorhouston.org. So you can go to opendoorhouston.org to either get involved or to find out about getting you or a loved one into the program. You can also call 832-962-4249, 832-962-4249. There's also a gala coming up to raise money. Um, we probably don't have time to go much into that, but that's one of the ways that the Open Door Mission, uh, you know, it's a it's a 100-bed facility, folks. I mean, we're not talking about there's uh, four, almost 200 beds. Yeah, there's four or five guys over there. This is a huge undertaking, and they've got a really big budget, and they do it all through private means. Absolutely. Don't take any government money because they don't want the restrictions. Because our government's gone crazy, but that's another story. That's, <laughs> that's another, another that's another talk show. <laughs> that is. But this is a well run. If you put, if you seed your money into this, it's a well run mission. That's going to take. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. Tommy likes to say, um, "Well, if your wife kicked you out of your house and you're living in your car, you're homeless." You know. So this, this is, is not just for people under the bridge. No, if I, your I, name's not on a lease, you're homeless. Yeah, and, and plus, <laughs> I, I've pl- I've brought people over that were just you know had gotten kicked out. They have a, a house. I think. When you came in, you owned a house, but but you'd gotten kicked out of your apartment. Addiction does crazy things, people. It takes Absolutely. us. You know, I want to give one more plug. Uh, join us at Break Every Chain, 901 Wilson Road, Friday nights at 7. Uh, we're a faith-based recovery. You know, it's kind of a fusion between a 12-step and a church meeting. We'd love to meet you this Friday at 901 Wilson Road. And join us Sunday to worship with us at 240 West 18th Street. Sunday nights in the Heights. It's a, a Bible-based, non-denominational, spirit-filled recovery church because everybody's recovering from something. We love you at New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. But more importantly, God loves you more than you can possibly imagine. Good night and amen. Great having you, Philip. Thank you. Good to see you, my brother. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.